lift up your hearts together and hear the words of the Holy Gospel written tonight according to the Gospel of St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord, who will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those who he favors. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. I suppose we will never know the identity of the first person who looked up in the night sky and asked out loud, I wonder if there is life up there. But whoever it was, expressed a remarkably common wonder. Even if you don't live in a place where night sky viewing is as vibrant and breathtaking as it can be in New Hampshire, I would venture to say that virtually all people across all the continents of the world have at one point or another looked up, gazed into the heavens, and just said, I wonder. From the beginning of human history, it's been a question that religion has engaged. You know, religion has a few different meanings, but the one that I prefer is to show respect for what is sacred. And religion is an organized system revolving around or leading to a spiritual experience. And the fact is that there's no culture in recorded human history which has not practiced some form of religion. And I would venture to say that there is no religion in any culture that has not looked up in one way or another with just about all the rest of us 
and collectively said, we wonder. One of the earliest organized responses to this question was among the people who lived in Mesopotamia, known to many of us as the cradle of civilization. Their collective response was to build enormous structures that they referred to as ziggurats with huge foundations that supported a stepped structure that drew your attention to the very pinnacle at the highest place. This was, from what historians have discovered, their effort to lift themselves up to be closer to their gods. It was also the society we know from which at least one family fled. The biblical Abraham and his kinfolk in their search for a promised land where one God rather than many would be worshipped. The Egyptians also looked up and saw many different gods and structured most of their religious devotion in such a way as to seek out favor for themselves in the hopes that they could somehow impress the gods that they pledged their allegiance to. In the ancient Greeks, they placed their belief in a large number of gods and goddesses, all of them with visible flaws and faults, who usually acted inconsistently and frequently in direct opposition to what was best for the people. The same could be said for the Romans before the adoption of Christianity. Their hopes seemed to be focused on keeping out of trouble with the gods who would freely interfere and make their lives more difficult if they didn't tread softly. So it turns out that you don't have to be associated with the UFO capital of the United States, that is the unofficial capital, Roswell, New Mexico, to look up in the heavens and wonder. You don't have to be inspired by their UFO museum. You don't have to eat at the flying saucer-themed McDonald's in the middle of town. You don't have to walk under the glow of their alien-themed streetlights. And you definitely don't have to drive down State Route 285 and come along an exhibit of a stranded extraterrestrial family waiting for somebody to come by and get them jump-started on their interplanetary trip. Neither do you have to send out a high-end red Tesla sports car to probe around the sun, as was done a few years ago. It's now traveled more than two billion miles with a mannequin named Starman belted into the driver's seat. Now, if God has a sense of humor, and I think he does, that one must be pretty amusing. You don't even have to be a MacArthur Genius Fellow and join the NASA Extra Planet program to find signs of life beyond Earth. Tonight, we embrace two dimensions about the Christian religion as we wonder and marvel together about the heavenly realm. 
which makes our religious experience different from other searches, and not only different, but authentic. While others are still looking up in the sky and wondering, we gather to celebrate the Incarnation. God coming to us. God coming to us to take on the life and the form of humanity. We embrace a religious experience in which we are not the only ones reaching out. We're not the only ones searching. We're not the only ones yearning to connect. But we believe in a God, in the human form of Jesus, doing the same. Ours is a religious experience, believing in a God who reaches out to us at the very same time we reach out to him with hope, with wonder, and with faith. Yes, one message of the Christmas season is that when you reach out, you never reach out alone. And in doing that, our God is a God of revelation. He reveals himself. He reveals his nature. He reveals his expectations. He reveals his love. And in the revealing of himself, we are brought to new insights, new awareness, and literally a new life for ourselves. Christmas means that when you are touched by God's revelation of himself, your life is never the same. The Bible records witnesses to this from one end to the other. Listen to the prophet Ezekiel. I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Or from the New Testament in the letter of 1 Peter, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for in his love and great mercy he has given us a new birth into the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And of course, the words we read tonight from Luke's gospel, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Earlier this afternoon, at the uh, four o'clock service, we had a little children's sermon. I always learn some things when I have the kids up. And uh, I gave them each a little globe. And as they held those globes and we talked about all of the things that are part of the earth, we sang, he's got the whole world in his hands. And in honor of Christmas, we sang, 
he's got the itty-bitty baby in his hands. And then to recognize our church community, we sang, he's got everybody here in his hands. Pretty amazing, isn't it, to realize that the God in whom we believe has the continents, the oceans, the mountains, the deserts, the animals, the insects, not to mention 8 billion people, all in his hands. And at the very same time, reaches out to you and to me to connect, to reveal, to make life what he envisions it to be. Is it possible that we are not alone in the universe? Tonight, we have the very presence of God revealed as he again comes to us. And whether you celebrate this occasion in the midst of your family, with your best friend, or alone, if you're in circumstances where festivity abounds, or the quiet reflection of solemnness rests. You are not alone. I invite you to take a look up in the sky when you leave church tonight. I think the church parking lot is probably a pretty good place to do that. Look up and see if you experience what the shepherds experienced. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth Peace to those on whom his favor rests. May God bless you this Christmas. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Holy Trinity Evangelical Lutheran Church in Newington, New Hampshire, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can find us at htelc.com. And don't forget, you are loved.